Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text this morning comes from the fifth chapter of Romans, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. Not only that, we boast also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. So as I was want to do, and probably do too much these days of being on Twitter, um, I saw this tweet from um, a pastor. And he was saying something about this Sunday that stuck in my mind. And this is kind of what he said, that I hate Trinity Sunday because the Sunday we try to have to prove something that doesn't exist in the Bible. Now, this Sunday is what they call in um, our, the church calendar Trinity Sunday. It's always the Sunday after Pentecost Sunday. And it's also the one that I think a lot of pastors are really, really nervous about. It's kind of funny because it's after the excitement of Pentecost Sunday of the coming of the Holy Spirit, the beginning of the church, and then we have Trinity Sunday, where we talk about God as triune and three in one. And this is where the problem comes in, because what does the Trinity mean? When I was in seminary, we would try to talk about Trinity and also then talk about what it wasn't. So I came away with an understanding that the Trinity mattered, but it was hard to figure out what it was all about. And I think that's actually what they were trying to get the point across. And also, you have to know that in our own tradition, the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, and also also we're part of this larger movement called the Restoration Movement, we don't really actually talk about the Trinity. Now, that does not mean that we don't believe in the concept of God as triune, but it's keeping in tradition of something that we talk about, where we, we speak where the scriptures speak and we don't speak where they don't. And because the Trinity doesn't appear in scripture, at least by word, we don't hype it so much. And indeed, if you look at our, our hymnal, um, the Chalice Hymnal, Look at the song, 
holy, holy, holy. Um, and it ends the verse in two ways. Now, and you probably would not find this if you go to another tradition's hymnal, but it ends it. The way that most people hear it, of that first verse, is God in three persons, blessed Trinity. But in our hymnal, it's optional. There's an optional ending. God, all holy, blessed Trinity. So the problem for, especially for us as pastors, is that we want to, on this Sunday, think that we have to explain, or as that pastor said on Twitter, prove the Trinity. And the thing is, you really can't. The theologian Fred Sanders found this quote somewhere that said that if you try to understand the Trinity, you will lose your mind. And I think that there is some truth to that. Mm -hmm. The thing that I have come to learn over the years is the Trinity is in many ways art. The Trinity is not something to be is not something to understand. It is to be experienced. It is a mystery. And maybe because I've been around a lot of artists, I've come to understand art isn't something that you try to understand. You try to experience it. You try to take it in. The Apostle Paul is sometimes called the first theologian of the church. Because basically what he is doing as he is writing to the communities of faith in that, in the, throughout the, the Roman Empire is to explain the faith to these churches. And what Paul is writing this morning in Romans is really to help the church in Rome understand and experience, to help them to experience the Trinity in their own lives. And in these short verses... He does just that. He tells them that God has justified us through Jesus Christ. And what justified means here is God's acceptance of unrighteous people, meaning that we are not righteous on our own, but we are made righteous through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And because we are justified, we can enter into relationship with the God of the universe. And the fact is, because we are justified, we can be in relationship with God. That means that we have hope. And that's where Paul is talking about that he, we can boast in our weaknesses. And that was important for that church in Rome to hear because, of course, they had been dealing with a lot of persecution and problems, and Paul is trying to tell them that because they are in relationship with the God that is triune, they have hope. And even the things that are challenges tells them that God is with them. This past week, I've been dealing with um, a flare-up of eczema. I've had that off and on for years. And I haven't had a really bad flare-up in a long time. And the result right now is that I have rashes 
everywhere, which is kind of embarrassing. And I remember in the past growing up that I would have eczema sometimes so bad, especially on my leg and my arms, that it would actually literally have welts that would ooze. Eczema is kind of embarrassing. And when I think about boasting of weaknesses, I think about the eczema and then the hope of healing. And as annoying for me and embarrassing as it now, I know that healing comes through time and through the medicine that I'm taking. And I think that that is something that is important that Paul is trying to get through to this church and to our church as well. Now, I've only named two persons of the Trinity so far. That final person, the Holy Spirit, that's important too, because Paul says that it's the Holy Spirit that pours the love of God into our hearts. We have this hope from God, but we know about it because it is through the Holy Spirit that is constantly pouring the love of God into our hearts. That is the Trinity. Is it easily explained in that way? Hmm. Probably not. There are other ways of talking about it. I mean, and I think that Paul does a good job of telling the church in Rome, and I I think our own church here today in the 21st century, what it means for God to be three in one. I related earlier that I think that the Trinity, in some ways, you have to think about it not as a, a concept, and even in a kind of in theological terms, so it is theological, but as art. And actually, there is a piece of art that helps people understand the Trinity. It is the image that you see printed on your bulletin cover. The painting is simply called Trinity. And it's by the Russian artist Andrei Rublev. And the painting is rather simple. It is done in the um, Orthodox and Russian tradition of icons. And it has three people sitting around a table. The tables, of course, we know in, in many cultures are places where people gather. And that's what these visitors are doing. It's also, you should also know that the Trinity here, what it's trying to express is that Trinity is about relationship. It is about community. It reminds us that our faith is not solitary. It is communal. God is in community, in God's self. And this painting, the Trinity, reminds us that our spiritual lives are also not ones that are solitary, but are in relationship with each other. Just as those three visitors in the painting gather around the table, then so do we every Sunday when we gather at the communion table. Rublev's Trinity is based on a passage and actually, there is an alternate name for this, pe- for this painting. It's called The Hospitality of Abraham. 
because it's based on a passage in Genesis chapter 18 where three men are walking in the desert. They walk past Abraham's tent. He sees them. He immediately welcomes them in, gives them a lavish meal. And it's there that we learn that these three visitors are not mere mortals. They are actually messengers from God. And this is where they share with Abraham the good news that in a short time, he and his wife, Sarah, would have their long-promised son. The thing about Rublev's painting and the story of Abraham is that it's all about, again, relationship. And it says, again, something about who God is. The three are sitting at a table in that painting, and they are relating towards each other. And the God that we serve is a God that has been in relationship and will always be in relationship. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, always in relationship from the beginning of time to eternity. The Trinity is the, is the very nature of God, and by extension, it is also the nature of the church. We experience God in Trinity in the life of the community that is called church. Now, sometimes we are afraid, actually, though, to be in relationship with God. We don't want to be because sometimes we just don't feel worthy of that relationship. And of course, to be honest, we aren't, worship, we aren't worthy. But then again, that's the point of this passage that says earlier that we are justified by God through Jesus. And sometimes communities, sometimes congregations can be afraid of being in relationship with the community outside its walls. Sometimes we fear that we don't have enough enough money, enough people, enough anything to reach out to a hurting world. But again, if we are justified by God and the Spirit pours God's love into our hearts, we can go in boldness and go and share that love, pouring it out into the hearts of others, knowing that with God we have enough. I want to challenge you as we come to the close of this sermon to do something this week. Thinking about Rublev's Trinity, thinking about the table as the three strangers are communing, thinking about the church as communing. I want to challenge you to share the good news of Jesus, not as a task, but as someone engaging in relationship and simply just sharing your faith, who you are. Share your life. Share the life of God over a with a friend over coffee. Invite someone to dinner for conversation. Evangelism, or the sharing of the good news of Jesus Christ, is not about trying to beat someone over the head with Jesus. It is about being in relationship with people 
because God is Trinity, we can be in relationship with others. On Labor Day weekend of 1996, I went to visit a church here in town. I had just moved to Minnesota a few months earlier, and I was still looking for a church home. I went to the service, it was a good service, and then I came home. Later that evening, I heard a knock at the door. There was a man there that was in his 50s, around my age now, with a loaf of bread and a packet, a welcome packet. And being, as I was, a poor person in their 20s and someone's giving you food, you kind of remember that. And the man was actually from First Christian in Minneapolis. He wanted to thank me for coming by. And so he took a Sunday on a holiday weekend to just say hello. And he invited me to enter into a relationship. And I decided to take up the invite. I would remember later on having conversation with this gentleman and two other friends of the Trinity as we discussed faith. The triune God, I believe, visited me through this man on that Sunday evening over 25 years ago and set me on a path to where I am preaching to you this morning. The God that we serve is a God that is in relationship through the Trinity to the whole wide world. So we give thanks to the God that is triune, the one that has justified us by God through Jesus Christ, and the one that gives us healing waters of love poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. For that we say, thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's F-C-C-S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L.org. May God be with you in the coming week.